between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Now, the court is dark today, but Amber Heard's case in chief will pick right back up on Monday with more testimony. Court TV Papers here with your debrief. Chanley, court is dark today, but I hear there's some movement still going on inside. What can you tell us about what the attorneys are discussing today? Yeah, the attorneys met with the judge earlier today, Michael, to hammer out the all-important jury instructions because we should be hearing closing arguments in this case a week from today, next Friday. Each side will have a couple of hours to finalize their arguments and the jury will be instructed. Two of those jurors will be alternates after closings and, of course, be on standby for verdict watch next Friday uh, coming up. But this morning, while we didn't have an actual copy of the instructions that they were discussing with the judge, we were able to pick up on some clues as to some decisions that were made. The judge decided to define certain terms like publication, defamation by implication, what actual malice is, all of those legalese type terms that this jury will need to know and study in deliberations. But also, she decided not to define the word domestic abuse, which was something that Amber Heard's team wanted her to do because, again, their contention is that domestic abuse isn't just physical abuse, but could include emotional, verbal, psychological abuse that this jury could consider as a Johnny Depp, a domestic abuser. But there was a big ruling concerning Adam Waldman, and he is someone this jury heard from yesterday in a deposition. He's an attorney of Johnny Depp, and the basis of the three statements at the issue for Amber Heard's counterclaim against Johnny Depp for defamation and calling her allegations a hoax, that she's not being truthful, that she set up Johnny Depp, those type of statements. Well... The judge ruled today that Adam Waldman's statements can be considered by the jury as Johnny Depp's statements since Amber Heard did sue Johnny, not Adam Waldman. So that was a big development earlier, Michael. Yeah, really, that was really the crux of her case. Without that, I don't know if she would have uh, been able to move forward with her case. Now, Chanley, uh, we know the judge has a lot of time constraints for the two cases. How much time does each side have to present their case? And how does the schedule stand currently for closing arguments? Yeah, so this judge, a former Marine, runs a tight ship, starts on time, takes her breaks on time. She's given strict time limits to each side to present their cases. And here's where we stand as of right now. She's allotted 61 hours, 15 minutes to both sides. How they've used it, well, Johnny Depp has used 42 hours, 45 minutes. So in his rebuttal, he will have 18 hours and 30 minutes to call rebuttal witnesses. Amber Heard has used 53 hours, one minute. She will only have about eight hours, 14 minutes. So we are expecting on Monday for her to rest her case in chief, Michael, and maybe save, conserve some of that eight-hour time for a rebuttal to Johnny Depp's rebuttal case. So they're going to have to really meticulously plan out these timelines coming up next week. And, uh, of course, like I said, closing's on Friday, and uh, each side has two hours only to deliver their closings. I want to check in quickly just, just to see if you know, do you have a sense if Penny Oscarate, the judge in this case, is going to stick to those timelines? Is there a reason she has to, or is there some flexibility built in there? Well, as far as we know, she's going to stick to these strict timelines, giving fair warning to the attorneys that this is what they have to work with. She qualified this jury until this Friday, Memorial Day, but... She has said, and she reinforced this morning in the meeting, that if this jury does not reach a verdict 
on Friday, next Friday, in which she won't provide them dinner. So they can stay late and deliberate next Friday, Michael, but they all know that they can't, they won't be fed. So if they don't have a decision, it's likely that they will return the Tuesday after Memorial Day and continue deliberations. And you bring up a really good point that there's a lot for this jury to sift through. I believe the verdict forms in this case are five or six pages long because there's three statements to consider for depth, three statements alleged defamation for Amber Heard. They have to make a unanimous decision on each of those statements, Michael, and of course, consider actual malice, a higher clear and convincing standard here, as well as damage is a whole nother step in the process that they have to consider on both sides. So it may take a while. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think this is going to be a short deliberation at all. And you certainly don't want to be doing that on an empty stomach if you're a juror. So I don't suspect they'll be staying too late. All right, Fonny Chandler, uh, what, up, Chandler? What, what else can we expect to see in Amber's case when we come back? You know, this is a great question because I've been scanning through the witness list and we sort of expect certain witnesses. But also, if you go back and review the opening statements of Elaine and Ben Rottenborn, they previewed a lot of names and witnesses we haven't yet heard from for Amber Heard. So here's what we're expecting. We're expecting that her case, either in case in chief or as a rebuttal case, in her eight hours left, she's going to call several experts, including an expert on the cycle of violence, her therapist, Bonnie Jacobs, who served her over the years, an expert on intimate partner violence and in how her career has been affected by the alleged defamatory statements of Adam Waldman and Johnny Depp uh, to the media about this lawsuit. We haven't yet also heard from one of the workers at the Eastern Columbia building who will say that uh, they observed injuries in the days following that May 2016 on Amber's face. That'll be big for her. And another name on her witness list, Michael, Taja Van Rie, her former domestic partner uh, who, uh, who alleged domestic violence or was whenever was arrested for domestic violence at the Seattle airport, uh, Tajia has come out and, and debunked that. So possibly since Amber Heard was cross-examined on that, that she would want to bring in Tajia to uh, be a part of her rebuttal case. Yeah, Amber rebutted it on on, uh, on the stand, said it was nothing, right. and she'll have to bring in Tajia to, to sort of back that up. And finally, of course, we're expecting Johnny's rebuttal case. Uh, can we expect to see him on the stand again? You know, that's a possibility. It definitely is. He has the opportunity, if his team wants to, to bring him back up there, maybe risk some cross, maybe limit the direct, or however they may want to do it, Michael. But that's possible. We do know that uh, he will, or his team will put on the pre-recorded deposition of Jennifer Howe, a name that was brought up on cross-examination of Whitney Heard Enriquez, the sister of Amber Heard, who testified in person the other day here, was asked on cross-examination about Jennifer Howe, and it's a big issue. So let's take a moment and listen to that part of Whitney's testimony. You know who Jennifer Howell is, right, Ms. Enriquez? I do. She's the founder of the Art of Elysium nonprofit. She is. You worked there for a time, didn't you? I did. Around May 2015, you actually moved in with Ms. Howell, right? May 2015? Yes. You and Ms. Howell were close. We were. Close enough that you lived with her for around a year? I don't recall if it was that long. And you confided in, you confided in Ms. Howell, right? About some things, yes. She was my friend. You called her your chosen sister? So, 
Did you catch the part where Whitney confided in Jennifer Howell on some things? Well, we've uh, scoured through the court file, found a document from 2020 filed by Hurd's team, but one of the exhibits, Michael, alleges to be a declaration from Jennifer Howell where she says, which is riddled with hearsay, mind you, that Whitney was a mess when she arrived to move in with her in May 2015 after that staircase incident and gave Jennifer Howell a very different testimony or a narrative about what happened and saying that Amber was the aggressor going after Johnny on that staircase when she intervened, fear for Johnny's safety in that and of course goes on to tell a lot of other things that we have yet to hear that could be really uh, some major bombshells if allowed into evidence through that deposition. No question, it will absolutely, at least from my reading of it, be a real game changer uh, in this case. So we'll have to yeah. see how all that plays out. But I agree with you. Hearsay upon hearsay. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. All right, Chanley Painter, thank you so much for that report. Truly appreciate it. As always, I'll let you go now. I want to bring in my guest for this hour, joining me in studio, studio trial attorney and former criminal defense attorney, Erica Wilson. Erica, great to see you. Thank you for being on the show. Truly appreciate it. Good to be here, Michael. All right, a lot to discuss. Um, I don't even know where to begin, but let's begin with um, the definition of domestic abuse. You and I, I think, have discussed this a couple of times. Um, we were wondering how that might be defined for this jury. Sounds like the judge is going to leave that up to them to decide what is domestic abuse. I think that's kind of a win for Amber. It absolutely is a win for Amber. I know that they wanted the judge. This just kind of goes to show some of the bad lawyering for her lawyers, but they wanted the judge to define it, which I think is not a good thing because if the judge narrowly defines it, then she stands to lose. But if you leave it up to the jury to define, it can essentially be whatever Amber Heard's lawyers can convince them that it is. So it absolutely is a win for her. That's right. And the reason why I think it's a win is because, again, as Chanley mentioned, there's a higher standard here. Not only is it clear and convincing, that Johnny has to show it didn't happen, but that she did this with malice, right? So who's to say that she didn't consider herself abused because of some of the language? We've seen and heard things that could certainly be considered abuse. So can you find malice where you can say, hey, this person reasonably believed that they were being abused? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you on that. And it's going to break down to what she believed. And she believed that it was done with malice. If you believe that you are being subjectively being abused i think that that's going to be in terms of what the jury will decide there's really no i mean even in real life there's no objective measure to abuse because abuse is really what you as a person perceive so exactly what you're saying i do agree absolutely all right let's move on now to the plan for her is to bring in folks chanley said regarding the cycle of violence and intimate partner violence and i've said throughout i think that's extremely important for her case because she needs people to understand and i've said this and again i make no claim as to what happened between these two people but i say some of the things that i'm seeing testified to and even admitted to by johnny depp suggest that he was in this sort of space where you might expect violence, where you might expect intimate partner violence. And bringing someone in, someone in to, to come in and explain how someone may forget things because she was crossed and she forgot some things, um, how they might maybe exaggerate or forget exactly how something happened. Getting someone to come in and explain that, I think it's really important to her case. Absolutely. And I think you're right in terms of bringing in even the old past lovers, because it does show, it demonstrates historically what has he done in his relationships, albeit 
you know, several decades ago, but it does establish a pattern for him and his relationships. And I think in terms of what we've seen thus far, it does, it is indicative that he does have some issues of jealousy and possibly some, some severe anger management issues. And to some say rage the least. issues. Yes. We've heard even his own psychiatrist saw him a few times said, he's got some rage issues. All right, stand by, Eric. We're going to take a break. But before we go, here's a quick reminder. Join me as I bring you a special edition of Testimony of the Day. We're going to get you caught up on all the top moments from this week's testimony. That's right here, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Now, coming up next, was Amber Heard crushed on cross? We're going to break down some alleged inconsistencies highlighted by Deputy Attorney Camille Vasquez during her cross of Amber Heard. And then later in our talkback segment, this case has brought a ton of viewers to Court TV on a daily basis, and I've seen about as much engagement from you, our viewers, as I've really seen in any case in my career. And some of that engagement has included questions about the case. In our next hour, we're going to pose some of your questions to our team of experts and try to get you some answers. So keep it right here on your front row, Safety Justice. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are feuding over the subject of defamation. Telling people that I was uh, drunken, cocaine-fueled menace. Just got so scary, the other part of him. One of the most dramatic moments yet. There's blood everywhere. The second the allegations were made against me, I lost. Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. Live coverage continues Monday morning at 8, 7 central on Court TV. Braden has amazed me. He's so strong. You hear about cancer, but you don't ever think that it will be your child. It was your worst fear coming to life. The doctor tells us your son has a large tumor. And he said, well, that's not the only tumor. We thought my son had one tumor. He had hundreds. Save Jude doctors and scientists work together to save lives and find cures. And we won't stop until no child dies of cancer. At St. Jude, it went from so hard to we're going to take care of this. What they've done for me, my son, my family, I, I have no words for it. Join St. Jude with your debit or credit card for only $19 a month, and we'll send you this St. Jude t-shirt. The donors, they may not know it, but they helped heal my son. I use my new steel building as a workshop and a garage, and I love it. And now you can get the steel building you've always wanted and save big. For a limited time, Future Steel, the world's leader in steel buildings, is selling off selected models at rock-bottom prices. Save $2,000, $5,000, $8,000, and up to 50% off on selected models during this limited-time inventory sell-off. Future Steel buildings are perfect for sheds, workshops, and garages. They're easy to assemble and just as easy to customize for a fantastic finish inside and out. And if you act now, you can get a Future Steel building and save big during their inventory sell-off. Simply call the number on your screen for a free brochure and a list of sell-off sizes and prices. But don't delay. All buildings are sold on a first-come, first-served basis, and no reasonable offer is refused. You'll love your new Future Steel building. Call 1-800-417-0833 now for a free brochure and a list of sell-off buildings.
spam texts? Introducing TextKiller, the new app that eliminates 99% of unwanted texts. So you can live your life spam text free. Calibrate is a doctor-guided weight loss program that combines virtual doctor visits, FDA-approved medication, and one-on-one -on -one video coaching to reset your metabolic system. Get back in control of your weight and your health with Calibrate. Sign up today at joincalibrate.com. Smile Direct Club is heavily guided by a team of doctors, and I feel confident recommending Smile Direct to my patients because I've experienced it myself. Start your doctor-directed care at smiledirectclub.com. Smile Direct Club. Ready to turn your dreams into plans and your actions into achievements? Explore over 75 programs in four-week classes at National University. New future starts today at nu.edu. TV Live. I'm Michael Ayala. Earlier this week, Amber Heard faced the much-anticipated cross-examination. Johnny Depp's lawyer, Camille Vasquez, questioned Heard in rapid-fire fashion in an attempt to discredit her claims of abuse. Vasquez used everything in her arsenal, photos, video, Heard's own words from previous testimony texts and recordings to highlight things that really just don't seem to quite make sense in Heard's accounts. Now, the general consensus, consensus from observers was that Vasquez crushed Amber's credibility on cross. So let's go through a few examples. For instance, in one instance, Vasquez asked her why she would buy a knife for a man that she was afraid of. He was smashing things around. So it was during these cycles of violence in 2012 that you gave Mr. Depp a knife as a gift. I gave him a knife... Um, I think for a birthday present early in our relationship, I believe it was around 2012, but I'm not certain. Yes, that's it. That's the knife you gave to the man who was hitting you, right, Miss Heard? I wasn't worried he was going to stab me with it when I gave it to him, that's for certain. But you gave it to him while he was abusing you, allegedly. I gave it to him that year. All right, I want to take a look at another incident, the whole finger incident in Australia. Johnny Depp lost the tip of his finger after he claims Heard threw a bottle at him, but Heard claims he did it to himself. Now, at some point during their time in Australia, Heard claims she was held hostage and brutally assaulted by Depp, including a sexual assault with a bottle, where she suffered numerous injuries, including severe cuts to her arms and feet. Well, on cross-examination, Vasquez asks her why such an extreme act of violence, why after all that, Heard failed to seek any sort of medical care that would have generated some kind of record. Your testimony yesterday was, quote, I don't know if I've ever known Johnny not to wear rings. Right, Miss Heard? That's what I testified to, yes. And he was wearing rings on every finger in Australia, correct? Mm. And you testified that your forearms were cut. My forearms and my feet. And your feet were sliced up. That's correct. And you testified you had a bruise across your jaw. That is correct. And there is not a single medical record reflecting treatment for any of those injuries. Is there misheard? I didn't seek treatment. All right.
right, still with me, trial attorney Erica Wilson. All right, Erica, we're starting there. We've got a couple more to go through. But just looking at those first two, a lot of people online, a lot of pro-debt folks pointing to those things and saying, see, I told you so. She's not telling the truth. Your thoughts on those things and how probative they are in terms of her credibility. So in terms of the, the incident in Australia, you know, I think she still maintains a good level of credibility with that because it's axiomatic in the community at this point. Women don't always go seek treatment when they're abused. And, and, and add to that, she's a celebrity, and so she's probably worried about, will the paparazzi know? So she does maintain a little bit of credibility for that one. But the one with the knife, she, she never answered definitively. She would never give a yes or no. She kind of tried to explain it away because there really isn't an explanation for that because logically it does not makes sense if you are mortified of a man if he is physically abusing you why would you give him a knife as a gift of all things and so i think that one does kind of diminish her credibility just a little bit all right i have to agree that kind of nicks it just a little bit let's look at another one it seems like a lot of people are questioning her intentions with the divorce settlement now, she says that $7 million would have been donated among two different organizations, but the ACLU never received the full amount of her pledge. So let's listen to how Vasquez questions why her never paid the full amount of her proposed donation. Sitting here today, Ms. Hurd, you still haven't donated the $7 million divorce settlement to charity. Isn't that right? Incorrect. I pledged the entirety no, of Ms. Herman, seven million to charity, question. and I, I intend to fulfill Hurd, those obligations. That's not my question. Sitting here today, you have not donated the seven million dollars donated, not pledged, donated the seven million dollars divorce settlement to charity. I use pledge and donation synonymous with one another. They but I don't, Miss Hurd. I don't use it synonymously. That's how donations are paid. Ms. Hurd, respectfully, that's not my question. As of today, you have not paid $3.5 million of your own money to the ACLU. Yes or no? I have not yet. Boom, Erica, that one to me hit like a little bit of a bomb in the courtroom. I mean, the idea Now we had heard something about it earlier, but to hear her say it, and it was also brought out that she claimed she didn't do it because of the lawsuit brought against her. It was brought out that the lawsuit wasn't filed until about two months after she actually received the settlement. So there was an opportunity for her to do it. She might have had second thoughts. Your thoughts on how that affects her credit? Now, that one, you know, it, this goes to show in terms of I don't think her lawyers fully prepped her because you don't want to dance around a simple question like that because jurors are going to look at her and they're going to give her the side eye. If you have a legitimate explanation, answer the question, move on, and then give your explanation. But when you dance around it and you know, you know you're answering it in such a way where you're trying to not give a definitive answer, that definitely makes you not look credible. And then jurors are people. And she came across kind of arrogant in that, you know, during that particular cross. And so I don't think that that will bode well for her. Yeah, I agree. And that dancing around pledge and donation.